You're tuning in to Feli's Fishbowl, a marketing podcast for the entrepreneur that wants to create a feel-good business model. On this show, you'll be given the permission slip you've been missing to make that change and start building the business you originally dreamed about. Stick around for solo and interview episodes talking all things content creation and marketing. Sound good to you? Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of Feli's Fishbowl. Today I'm joined with a very special guest who I've actually been connected with for quite some time on the internet. I want to say 2020 era? I think so. I think so. Um, but so today we're talking about something very exciting and something that I think a few more people could learn to do a little bit louder. <laughs> um, but I'm going to let Abigail introduce herself and then we'll get into what we're all about today. Self-sabotage and figuring out all of the ways that we kind of sabotage our own successes when it comes to our marketing and our selling. And we kind of create these like self-fulfilling prophecies of things not working. So when my clients come to me, I help them stop creating these self-fulfilling prophecies. I love it because I am definitely someone who struggles with self-sabotage. Have I'm not going to say I've like cracked the code, but like it was something that held me back for a long time in the beginning and procrastination mm-hmm. is my best friend. So oh, I love so it. Well under pressure. Mm. Yeah. And it's so like, into just an unnecessary amount of pressure. Yeah. And it's like, can we, can we create some healthy pressure without <laughs> okay, this like exactly. desperate, oh my God, clock ticking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my life kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of it was kind of understanding that like, not all pressure is bad. Like yeah. we can still have pressure. We don't actually have to lose pressure. Pressure can be a great motivator, but it we don't have to opt into it if we don't want to. Yeah. And it's like, pressure doesn't have to be like finishing something an hour before it's due or staying up all night to do it. Like you're allowed to give yourself yourself time to, to do the things you've set out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So can you give a little bit of an explanation based on like what this episode is called? What does it mean to be loud online to you? Really? I think it's just owning that you have a gift to give and showing up for it full out the way you Mm -hmm. would if you really believed it was like an amazing transformative experience. Like I work with a lot of coaches that can literally change people's lives and give them like one perspective shift that will forever change the way that they look at the world and the way that they relate to themselves and other people. And it'll make them bajillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but it's maybe good. (laughs) I think some people might like it, but I'm not sure. So I'm just going to like whisper about it and hope that maybe the right people hear it. Like if I just kind of drip it out to the universe it's like what no if you had something fucking incredible something like the cure to cancer would you be like I'm just gonna sit on it because I just (laughs) know like no you would be getting it out there into the world into the hands of the people who need it so really like the self-belief comes first and then it's just showing up the way you would if you fully believed you could and I think something the biggest transformation Something that goes a long way is like saying what you actually mean to say 
for me, like that's the being loud, like stop trying to dull down your opinion mm-hmm. or your voice to, <clears throat> to be accepted by everyone. Right. Being a little more unfiltered, mm-hmm. letting nuance be maybe less explicit. Unfiltered, unapologetic, just all the uns. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's also like with your audience, you're trusting them to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. When you're really honest, instead of thinking, oh my God, she's such a bitch. I can't believe she said that. Like that was so sassy. They're like, like, oh, wow. I love that she said it that way. And the belief that people follow you because they actually want to hear what you have to say. Yes. I was telling a client that the other day. She was like, I don't want to annoy my audience with all of the posts. And I'm like, they can unfollow you. Why are they here? If not to see the content you're creating. They don't have to read every single post if they're tired of consuming content. Exactly. Like you're not holding a gun to their head and saying, Mm. read all of my content every single time I post it and consume every email and watch every story. No, (laughs) we're letting them be human and we're still making sure they know our offers. Yeah. That's another thing I think about as business owners, we have an obligation to make sure our audience knows what's up and knows what's possible for them and also what's like possible through the work that you do with them yeah and it's just like it's selling you're not doing your job it comes back to that like I don't want to be salesy I'm afraid of coming across as pushy and it's like no as business owners it's literally your responsibility to sell your services Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's also helpful to believe that Mm -hmm. like people like to be sold to Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to buy from people who sell to them really helpful things really well. Yeah. And it's like the difference between like that, that fear marketing and selling people into things because they're lacking and like making them feel, mm-hmm. feel a negative emotion around why they need it versus like encouraging people to be empowered to buy, like do your research and make sure you feel good about this. I don't care if you have to talk to your husband, you know, but like, make sure this is what you right. want. Exactly. It's more like making an empowered decision mm-hmm. instead of a fear-based one. Exactly. Okay. So when we first connected, I want to say it was 2020. I, I've done a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I booked a human design reading from you. Yes, you that did. Is- that was the first time. <laughs> You know what? I found my notes when I was moving the other day and I was like, oh, look, these are still so so relevant. (laughs) But so how did you, how did you find your way to the self-sabotage niche from, from that? Because I know you, even human design wasn't the start of your online journey. No, that was probably like point like G or H. (laughs) Like there have been so many. And I wouldn't even say that I'm at my final destination. It'll Mm. probably always evolve and shift because I just can't as of right now I can't imagine that ever not being the case but so if I just don't make that a problem (laughs) right but so I actually started in network marketing and I was doing it got me into the online selling world and I kind of realized oh I'm good at sales and I really enjoyed coaching my downline and trying to help them make sales And I was like, oh, I like teaching sales. I can do business coaching. (laughs) Like, why not? Yeah. And so I was, what, a 
a sophomore junior in college and I just made an Instagram account filed for an LLC was like I'll just start teaching people how to sell and I loved it and I had so much fun and then that kind of got me into like overarching business coaching and then life coaching for entrepreneurs and mindset coaching for entrepreneurs and then I was doing money mindset and manifestation and then I was doing like all manifestation all energetics no strategy Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh human design love that that is so cool and so much fun and so I got hyper fixated on it for like a year learned a ton did so many readings and now I'm like I did a flash sale for the readings a couple months ago and I'm like so over it now yeah and it's hilarious because I loved it when I did but you know so it's just been a process of me following anything I am excited by and for people listening I'm a Manny Jen so this is very true to form with me just following what lights me up but it's definitely been I had to work through a lot of limiting beliefs around being chaotic or inconsistent or confusing to my audience stuff like that but yeah I feel like you're one of those people who have like actually managed to pivot well like some people make such a name for themselves as some type of coach or some type of service provider and then Mm -hmm. even when they pivot they kind of like waffle between their services like I'm a mindset coach now but I still offer human design like you know, if right. you, want, you know, and then, and then the transition isn't as like clear cut and it. Yeah. And I will definitely say like, I've done that. There have been times where I still felt like obligated or required to follow through on like previous commitments. But for the most part, I was very quick to just jump into things. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like the biggest thing that slows people down is the indecision yeah. and the planning and the wondering and the ooh maybes and the what ifs and the getting and it's like in planning right and it's like just go just like try something and see what sticks mm-hmm. and then collect data and then go again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is like what I say like I work with people in their marketing specifically right and so for me it's about the messaging and I'm like you have to land on something so that when you're talking about it you're not just rambling on trying to explain over explain yourself and you can pick that tagline or pick that angle that you're going to stick to share it and like leave it at that if you're not getting responses if no one's engaging okay adjust it but go in one direction first so you can pivot then from there but if you keep going all over the place you'll never know which direction to head in Right. And that is one thing I will say that took me a long time every time I pivoted to like really follow through on this, but I would kind of pivot and sort of launch something and then give my audience no time, mm-hmm. get their head around the fact that a pivot had happened and that there was a new offer and here's what the offer was. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, oh, they don't like it. They don't want it. And I would pivot again, trying to like find something that my audience would want and I, instead of giving anything enough time, mm-hmm. so what I really started doing was I made myself follow through on at least one full launch. Like I'd have to commit to something for like 90 days. Even yeah. if I totally lost interest, I was like, okay, the self-trust here is more important than me just like following what feels good. Exactly. Which is tricky because 
other times I'm like, it's all about what feels good. But then sometimes I'm like, you got to just get through. Yeah. And that's like also a a matter of the self-trust and intuition, because this is like a big part of my story to like where I am now. But end of 2021, I stopped doing the hundred of offers I had created because I had no idea what I wanted for so long, started therapy and went all in on VIP fish. And it took mm-hmm. me three months to sell one spot into that one-on-one program at $500 a month because yeah. I just, you know, like, it took me a really long time to get my messaging right. And I'd never sold right. one-on-one before. But look at that perseverance. Exactly. And it was like, I, I decided to trust myself because for so long I had wanted to create this offer, but I kept putting it off being like, oh, maybe people want this instead, or this is, people come to me and ask me about this, so I'm going to create this. And it was like all these things I didn't want to do and didn't actually enjoy doing. And so then it was like, okay, I just need to go all in on this one thing and not give up the second I don't see instant validation. Yeah. Well, and something that I, I don't think this is that revolutionary, but it really was at the time. I was listening to some podcasts And they were just like, okay, so what if you made your business success inevitable? And so you just had to problem solve for it working and you could never, ever problem solve for it not working. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like you get your entire like soul, mind, body behind this decision and you just go until you get it. And every time you're not getting it, it's not a sign you made the wrong decision. It's a sign you're just like needing to change things up and they were like you just go until you get it and you just don't stop and I was like wait wow what a fucking concept no and that's like I started in a new mastermind in in September this year and that's something oh, that we've yes, been talking about <laughs> the like glow I mean you've been on fire for a while but like especially I think it's the added accountability you've been mm-hmm. on fire exactly and it's like I I spent this time like setting up all these systems and then I started talking about the new offers and this is what the agency is now doing like this how you can work it with me and I got crickets and I was like okay I need to change my offers you know and my coach was like no everything is great but you just need to keep getting coached on like your selling on your messaging on your content like keep sending emails keep posting keep talking and then keep getting coached on what you've done but don't try and change the foundation of it because the foundation is solid. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I told my client the other day, she was like, I've been selling it. It's not working. And I asked her how many times she had sold it. And she Mm -hmm. went through her like posts and her pitches and her call to actions and her stories. And she was like, okay, about like six or seven times. And I said, okay, you don't have a problem. (laughs) Like you don't have a problem until you've sold it like a hundred times and nobody's bought then we, we, then we can talk about having a problem. But until then, it's just that you're running a 5k and you're half a mile in. Yeah. And you just have to keep running. There's nothing to troubleshoot. There's nothing to fix. Yeah. You haven't done anything wrong yet. Right. I'm like, you just haven't done. (laughs) Right. Like there's a, and I think it's, and I was like a very gifted person growing up, like super entitled, very spoiled, but also like (laughs) things just came so easily to me. I had absolutely zero tolerance for things not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as things got hard, I would just not do them. And it was fine because there were other things I was good at that I could do instead. So then entrepreneurship was like, oh, you want something, you have to work for it. Yeah. You have to 
struggle and you have to fail. And there's people and, out there telling you it happens instantly, but that's not true. Well, and even like I did the whole instant success thing mm-hmm. technically. And then I fucking crashed and burned and had like a nervous system breakdown because there was way too much and it wasn't sustainable and I wasn't prepared. Like, so I would not recommend for anybody. That's the other side of the instant success is like, are you prepared for that? And generally exactly. And very few people are because it is a skill. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's just like lifting heavy weights, like having capacity in your nervous system for holding that much success, that much visibility, that much money coming in and going out. Like all of that is heavy but as you incrementally grow up to it like sustainably it's it doesn't feel that heavy it's not like debilitating you might be sore but not incapacitated I was incapacitated (laughs) (laughs) I was not doing well all right so back to our conversation about like being loud online and you know showing up in that unapologetic manner without without apologizing I guess (laughs) How do you manage your nervous system, your anxiety, like your fear around making the post? Because I remember seeing someone say once, like, I know it's going to be a good post when I get like nervous as I post it. But sometimes Mm -hmm. those nerves stop you from posting. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I will say like every single time a client is like, I have a thing I want to say, but I'm kind of afraid to say it. I'm like, okay, well, we will inevitably say that thing. It is a requirement, but we don't have to like run to it. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's, so there's like a few ways, right? You can do it the gentle way. And for some people, this is how they kind of need it, where they just really tap in before they go to post and they feel the nerves and they breathe through it and they bring awareness to it. And they kind of see where it's coming from and they see oh, this makes me feel like when I, you know, I got somebody a present and I was so excited to give it to them and then they weren't excited at all and it makes me feel rejected and I, and that's the inner wound. And mm-hmm. so now I'm being gentle with my inner child and all of that. And that's beautiful work. Um, But then there's also people who j- kind of just need to realize that they can be uncomfortable and like not die. The world will not <laughs> <Yeah>. end. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was one of those people I could do all, all of the gentle compassionate things and then still not take action because I was being gentle and compassionate with myself right I sort of needed somebody to kick me in the ass so for me it was kind of like okay I can deal with this discomfort yeah. and if my worst case scenario comes true and people don't like it I can handle that and okay, I, I posted something that I thought was really shitty and thought people maybe wouldn't understand. And like the other day I posted about how I forgot to set up mm-hmm. a natural gas at my house when I moved. So we lived here for over a year, never paid bills. Our water got shut off. And it was like, so dr- we had to go like three days before they could put it back on. And that was so embarrassing, right? And I put it up there and I was so waiting to get some kind of like troll comment about you're, you know, you're so careless, you're so irresponsible. How can you possibly be a life coach? How can you possibly help people? Because that's what my inner voice will always yeah. say. I just don't listen to my inner voice anymore. <laughs> like I just, Maybe I notice it. all the it. time, but sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I notice it. I'm very aware of it. 
it just isn't it's like it just doesn't have a seat at the table or maybe it has a seat at the table without a microphone I really like this because I speak with my clients about finding proof right and it's finding mm-hmm. the proof like you've done it before it didn't kill you or you know you've talked about this before and nobody nobody yelled at you nobody canceled you mm-hmm. the people still like it or the last time you posted something polarizing it blew up and they loved it right so it's like look for that proof that you're safe to do it and Mm -hmm. like you said it's just a story in your head it's not actually like what's going to happen it's just that inner voice trying to keep you small exactly and honestly if you can't find proof of it for yourself like if your subconscious mind is being Mm -hmm. so stubborn you can use other people Mm -hmm. well look at this person that posts super polarizing stuff and gets canceled every other week but also like makes a fuck ton of money. Yep. Okay. Clearly it's not that bad. Clearly you can withstand it. Yeah. And it's like the bigger you get, there's always going to be someone that doesn't agree with you, but just because mm-hmm. someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean there's not 10 other people standing there being like, Oh my God. Yes. You're speaking my language. I love this. I need to hear this. Yeah. And that's another thing that social media really like warped with our just perception of like other people. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we just expect everybody to align with all of our views and completely agree with us about everything all of the time, always. Which is unrealistic. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, that's not like a, a great representation of humanity. Like yeah. people have different everything. So it's okay. We can honor that. So even if people don't get it, even if people don't like it, they don't have to. That's actually not a requirement for you to be successful and happy and loved. Yeah, exactly. Are there ever posts that you don't share? Um, Absolutely. There are so many in my, so a lot of them are <laughs> posts that are very specific to like current clients. Mm-hmm because I'll write in the moment, but because I'm, I never want my clients to feel like they're like animals in an exhibit to provide me inspiration. Yeah. Um, you never want someone to feel called out. Right. Exactly. Like currently going through it. Exactly. So I always save anything that has anything to do with clients for like, well, after they've already mm-hmm. fully moved through it, they're on the other side. Um, there are also ones about my relationship that Fiona's a lot more private than me. Mm-hmm. So there are ones where same thing. I just wait for it to be less time Gosh. sensitive. Even if it's like good stuff, she's still like, that's that's my love life too. And I'm like, that's my love life too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't filter. even try to point to post the Frenchman online. I would <laughs> love to do a podcast interview with the Frenchman. Oh yeah. People ask questions, but I know 100 percent he's gonna be like, absolutely not. But maybe one day, you know. <laughs> yeah. And there are definitely still posts that I'm like, oh, that's really good. I just think it needs more. Mm-hmm. And it probably doesn't. It's probably mm-hmm. great as is. But I'm like, oh, I need to flush it out a little or make sure it makes sense. Or- yeah, and, and that's something that I've noticed with my Instagram specifically content is that like for email for blog posts Mm -hmm. and like when I'm making TikTok videos I try to make them really about like one nugget one gem only yes that has been so helpful but I don't do that on Instagram and I was like why don't I do that on Instagram it would make the post so much more impactful if I took out all this other random shit I'm throwing in right 
when I let go of the pressure for every single post I made to resonate with every single person in my audience, every single time, mm-hmm. it was so much easier to say things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, well, okay. One person's going to get this. Exactly. And that's and what you else said, I don't really care. You just need that like one person to get it, that one person to connect mm-hmm. and like, it'll make all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. I had a last question I wanted to ask. Oh, right. So in terms of being loud and showing up online, do you have any first steps for people to take if they want to get a little more bold with their content? Yes. The first thing would just be to notice the thoughts that you have around what is required and like what it will look like and how hard it will be and how long it'll take and how you have to make sure you're ready and prepared and have like a prepared speech and everything. Mm-hmm. And just get clear on like all of the things that are making it so difficult and go through all of them and be like, these are lies, mm-hmm. all lies. None of this is true. None of this is required. Actually, I get to be just the way I am normally. Actually, I get to be good enough as is. Like actually every part of me gets to be insta-worthy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like actually people get me, they always give me the benefit of the doubt. They want to understand me. It's easy for them to see where I'm coming from. Like just really rewriting. And so I recommend doing that anytime you're going to post so that when you do show up, you're doing it from an energetic state of like, I am the present. You are welcome. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm here. I'm your you're challenging your thoughts so that you can like actually own the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing that I fucking love to do, because a lot of times we really, really think that we're showing up and we're doing so much, and we're being mm-hmm. so loud and we're not at yeah. all. Our brain yeah. is just tricking us. Yeah. I keep a journal, like a separate journal where I literally just list out what date, what I like, where I sold. And then I highlight it if it converts. So it's like one, nine twenty seven IG live two. 927 IG post. And I'm up to like 55 times of selling my one-on-one coaching. I've signed five clients and I can see exactly how many times I've sold, where I've sold. So my brain has no argument. <laughs> like it really just, it, it can't say shit to me. Yeah. Like when I was going through, I had a few days where I was like, wow, I haven't like had a new application come by in a couple of weeks and I went and I sold six times. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. It's not um, a problem about me or about my offer. It's just, you're not being I haven't been selling to the people. Yeah, no, I, this has been the same conversation for me, like for the last three years that I'm like, why is everyone <laughs> buying? And it's like, cause you sent one email with it in the PS line and right, all your Instagram content is now. just, my Instagram content's just like me going through life. And I'm like, oops, I literally never mentioned my offer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm like, like, sell that shit explicitly. Be like, hire me. Here yeah. is how I can help you. Here is how you can pay me to work with you. Like, yeah, like cute content really goes a long way, but. Like... Mm-hmm. But also people want you to be a leader. Like they're hiring you because of your leadership. So you 
being kind of a little bitch about it is not <laughs> it's not like you know big leadership energy it's just not mm-hmm. there exactly you need to own it <laughs> absolutely all right any final thoughts before we move into rapid fire questions um, no I'm excited about these questions I said that anything was fine so I just have like four questions and they're fun. honestly just for fun some of them might surprise you um but I want you to give <laughs> the first answer that comes to your head you know like no thinking just go okay <laughs> okay so first question how long would you last in a zombie apocalypse Oof. I think a pretty long time yeah like at least several years not because wow. I would not because I am good at it but because because I think I would really like ally myself with smart people mm-hmm. who are good. Like I would just kind of wind up very luckily connected to people who like had all of these resources and like a compound or something. Like, I just feel like I would stumble upon a group that were like ready to take me in as protectors. I, I'm a pretty lucky person. I feel good about that. It's funny because I'm like, if I was with the Frenchman, like, I think I could, I could manage. If I was alone, I'd be like, fuck this. I don't want to. Right. I'm like, is Fiona here? I'm good. Like, I'm not even lifting a finger and I know I'm good. If it's (laughs) me by myself, I'm finding friends. If I can't find friends, I'm dead. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Like, if I'm on my own, game over. (laughs) Right. But if I lie in four, the networkers like coming out, I'm like, I'm sure I could connect. We'll find a group. Yeah, exactly. It's all about you now. Next question. <laughs> Name the song that never gets old for you. Anything by Taylor Swift. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Literally anything by Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get the craze. I, I honestly, I don't even know how to explain it because I don't fully get it myself. <laughs> I have been listening to her music since I was nine. I remember being in fourth grade and listening to like teardrops on my guitar about this guy I had a crush on I and feeling making like, fun of her music when she was new being like this music is so bad I don't get why people listen to it you know like I remember I had a crush she had the song invisible all about unrequited love and how like she loves this boy who loves this girl and I was like me I relate to that and I was like she gets me and I was nine and I'd never been gotten so well and ever since then, she's just, she does not miss when it comes to me. Yeah, you know, I we do not have the same Taylor Swift journey. I was definitely into like rock and punk in high school and then like rap. Yeah. <laughs> like Kanye West, Jay-Z, Watch the Throne. Nah, that was my show. So <laughs> when I got to college, it was a complete switch up. Mm-hmm. I, that was also when she took her break for reputation. So she went like three years without making any music. And I went to USC and I started like going out downtown and it was like all Kanye West, Jay-Z. Such a good album. Um, it was a good time. Like the clubs were very fun. Then. Yeah. It was a no. beautiful era. When I was like going clubbing in my early 20s, living in nowhere, Alberta, it was <laughs> 90s R&B. And to this day, I think 90s R&B is like the best to dance to. <laughs> Yes, it is very good. There's a club in Wilmington that only plays 90s music. Oh, I'd be there. That'd be my club. It's very, very fun. <laughs> um, okay, something you want to do, but you've never done before. Something I want to do that I've never done before. I kind of like, there's so many things. First thing that comes to mind. I honestly, the first thing that came to mind was 
like skydiving, but that's kind of ridiculous because oh. I would be terrified of heights. I am terrified of heights. Can I but just say skydiving is easy because you're strapped to somebody. Like you don't have to do anything. You just sit there. Right? Like I feel like I could, the thing that gets me is not the falling. It's the jumping out of the plane. Yeah, but you don't have to push off the plane. That's where I've done skydiving and I don't think I could bungee jump. Unless I could, because a lot yeah. of bungee jumping places, they're not allowed to push you. But I would need yeah, no, to I be pushed. Need to push. <laughs> yeah, I cannot, me. cannot do that myself. I will not do that to myself. Yeah, skydiving. Like with roller coasters, I love them. But they have mm. to be strapped in. Well, of course. It's a safety <laughs> hazard. <laughs> I mean, like, I would, well, right. But I'm just like, I would, if I wasn't there against my will, there's no way I would do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, last question. How's married life? Oh, so good I love it and I, there are so many jokes about marriage being bad so I always feel bad but I'm like oh it's the best thing ever but it's genuinely been the best thing ever oh I'm trying to get the Frenchman the Frenchman says that proposals aren't a thing in France and I'm just like how can you get married without getting proposed to and he's like you have it's the also like this and you city the wedding. Of the, like Paris is the city of love so I'm I know. sure that there are that exist I, He's just making things. No, me and my friend who's Romanian, I was like, okay, you're Romanian, you're European. Do people get proposed to in Romania? And she was <laughs> like, yeah, of course. And she had um, like an engagement ring and a wedding band. And I was also explaining that to him. I'm like, engagement ring, you have to propose to get the engagement ring. When you're engaged, then your fiance. Because he tried to call me his fiance one day. And I was like, you can't call me your fiance. You haven't proposed. Right, that's not how that works. And now I need to talk to his mom to be like, set him straight. <laughs> Set him straight. Like someone needs to teach him. <laughs> Listen, just get your son. Get him together. Please explain why he thinks that proposals don't exist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I nagged Fiona about getting engaged for so long. I know. She <laughs> had had the ring like picked out and bought like nine months before she ever proposed yeah. mm. so she just like was but she was lying to me and she told all of our friends to lie so all of them were telling me it was like several years away <laughs> they were like oh she's like really saving like maybe after you guys like buy a house together you know sometime pretty far in the future maybe a couple years Fiona's like you know I haven't saved anything for it I just I don't have the money and I was like are you kidding me right now like, do you know who I am? You think money is going to be a reason I'm not getting engaged when I want to get married? <laughs> yeah. Be serious. And then I was shocked when she proposed. I love I that, like, though. I want to be surprised. I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends who are like, I knew. Like, he was acting weird. We were going to dinner or something. And he couldn't stop, like, touching his mm -hmm. pocket. Or we were like at on a vacation you know and he was just being super nervous like there's always signs and I'm just like I don't want to know and I don't think the Frenchman will be nervous because yeah. I don't think he gets how big it is but I, I was like we don't get married without proposals so you gotta like do your research man <laughs> yeah definitely no I was kind of high maintenance because I was like I don't want to know but I do want a photographer and I do want my nails done and I want to look nice yeah but I, I also want to surprise you I'm like, I don't want to know, but I, I want a picture of the moment. I don't care yes. if it's a professional photographer or if it's one of those, like, here, I'm just going to take your picture. Like, 
and then you turn around. I'm like, I don't care what it is, but I do want a picture and I don't want it public because I'm going to (laughs) cry. Oh yeah. I cried so hard and I was like shaking. I was like trembling. Yeah. Yeah. Like my knees were like quaking. Yeah. This is, I told the Frenchman to do research because I'm like, you, you can't take this away from me. I don't care about (laughs) cultural differences. Like this is it's still I didn't dream about the wedding I dreamt about being proposed to (laughs) yeah let him know let him know I just keep reminding him (laughs) (laughs) anyways that is everything for this episode did you have any final comments you want to share with the audience no this was so much fun oh god I know you had a a little fear of guesting (laughs) so I'm glad you came on the show I know Um, I it's nothing to do with the conversation. It's always just getting it going, you know? But that's where, like, for me, I did so many podcasts over the last three years because I didn't have to do anything for it to happen. True. (laughs) I know you, like, killed the... I know it's your whole thing. You are very omnipresent. (laughs) You are everywhere. I I couldn't stop if I wanted. (laughs) So funny. Um, do you want to let the people know where to find you? If you have anything you'd like to share or promote, it'll all be included in the in the show notes. Yes. When is this airing? January-ish. Okay. In that case, I think I'll have a replay of a masterclass that I'm doing in December. Okay. Called Shut Up and Sell. But I can get you the landing page link to that. What about Instagram? Oh, duh. Also Instagram. <laughs> yes, they can always find me on Instagram. One of my favorite places to hang out. My story is always so much fun. Yeah. Um, so you can find Abigail at Authentically Abigail on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, clearly you're not going to say your own handle, so I'll say it. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, yeah. Should have occurred to me. Did I? Did I? No worries. Everything will be linked in the show notes either way. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for you. And I'll see everyone this week or next week. If you love this episode, please go and find, comment, message Abigail and let her know how much you liked it and what stood out for you. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>And that's all I have for you for this episode. If you enjoyed listening, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, whatever it is that your listening platform tells you to do for the shows that you love. If you head down to the show notes, you will find links to follow us on Instagram at Day and at Fishbowl. I've also added the link to sign up for my workbook, 10 Alternative Ways to Market, for all of you who are looking for new ways to market your business in a feel-good way. Trust me, it's a good one. And please, if you've been listening and want to share the show, tag us. I love to see what everyone's listening to and what's resonating with you the most. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Catch soon.